We're going to have our reading now, and it it is such a good one today that we're going to have it twice. We're going to have it once in Farsi, read by our friend Sava, and once in English, read by our friend Jeff. Please do take a seat. Good morning, everybody. اعمال رسول همه ایمانداران را یک دل و جان و هیچ کس چیزی از اموالش را از آن خود نمیدانست بلکه در همه چیز با هم شریک بودند رسولان با نیروی عظیم به رستاخیز خداوند عیسی شهادت میدادند و فیضی عظیم برای ایشان هیچ کس در میان آنها محتاج نبود زیرا هر که زمینی یا خونه ای داشت میفروخت و بچه آن را پیش پای رسولان میگذاشت تا بر حسب نیاز هر کس بین همه تقسیم شود یوسف نیست که از قبیله لاوی و اهل قبرس بود و رسولان او را مشوق لقب داده بودند مزرعه ای را داشت که میفروخت و بچه آن را آورده و پیش پای رسولان میگذاشت Acts 4, 32-37 All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, bought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to anyone who had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means some encouragement, sold a field he owned, brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. So uh, why do we come to church? Why uh, did we make our way to church this morning on uh, this very cold and certainly wet Sunday morning? Instead of having a long lying, We can pray at home, we can sing worship songs at home, we can uh, read the Bible, we can find some good sermons online, we can even give financially. We can do all those things and still be in bed, and especially on a day like today. In this passage in uh, Acts 4, we... uh, read that the believers were one in heart and mind. The meaning here is true friendship. They were completely committed to each other. And isn't that a key reason why we continue to gather, whether here on the Sunday morning or Sunday evening or Wednesday mornings or in our midweek home groups or when we gather uh, when you gather together in our homes, sharing a meal together. Because we are committed to each other. 
we are trying to go on this Christian journey together with friends. And it says in this passage that it was when they gathered that this great power and great grace were evident among them. It was when they gathered in unity that Jesus was present in a very special and tangible way. And don't we long for more of God's power? Don't we long and aren't we in such a need of God's grace in our lives and in our midst? Here at the Martyrs, we have uh, quite a while back identified some core uh, values. These values, they are really essential in us, to us in order for us to be the church community that God has called us to be. These values, they drive our vision forward. The values of being open and honest in our following of Jesus. Encouraging of others as members of the body of Christ and being generous in sharing what God has given us. Being honest, being encouraging, and being generous. Without these values in our lives, in this community, we will never be the church God wants us to be. And in this passage in Acts chapter 4, these values are clearly evident in the life of this early church. And I just want to make a few comments on each of these this morning. Firstly, honesty. This June, I would have been here at the Martyrs serving as a vicar for nearly, oh, four years in June. And it has been a fun, fulfilling, challenging, frustrating, tiring, and encouraging few years. I have become more aware of my strength, I think. Certainly, I've become more aware of my lacks and my needs. As most clergy around, I'm more introvert than extrovert, which may come as a surprise to some of you. Um, my role necessitates me being quite extroverted. And just to be clear, I do like people. I like you guys. You're okay. But I, at times, I like some space too. I like some space on my own to kind of recoup, to refresh myself. How honest, how honest are we with each other? How authentic are we? The glimpse we get uh, we get into this early church is that there were people present who had needs. They shared their needs with one another. Christians have needs too. We are rescued by Jesus. We have received His forgiveness. We have the presence of God inside of us and around us. We have hope for the future and yet we have needs. Emotional, physical, spiritual needs. To admit that we have needs is a confession of our humanity. 
Have, to have needs is not a sinful thing. Jesus had needs. In fact, based on the passage in Revelation 3 that Sue spoke about last Sunday, this church in Laodicea was rebuked by God because they pretended not or they didn't think they had needs. Their attitude was that they were rich and had wealth and therefore did not need a thing and God rebuked them. But I don't know about you, but, but needs are quite hard to admit at times, aren't they? Uh, one, or two, one or two of us, okay. You know, to be upfront and honest with others about our relationship with God, about the state of our marriages, about challenges at work, about financial needs, about depression, about our sins and addictions. How are you doing? How are you really doing? How can we go beyond the okay? I'm okay. I'm fine. Who are you honest with? Really honest with? Can we be open and honest and perhaps desperate enough to share our needs and allow someone to journey with us? to walk with us, and to pray for us. This morning, why don't you share with someone after the service one need, one challenge that you are faced with right now in your life. And perhaps together you can take that to the Lord in prayer. In James 4 we read that God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. There is this great power, there is this great grace available when we choose to be humble and honest. So, God calls us to be open and honest in our following of Jesus. Secondly, encouraging. What would encourage you this morning? Receiving encouragement is very important to me. You know, leading a church can be a very lonely and at times a vulnerable place. Encouragement gives me the courage to keep going. And in fact, that is what encouragement does. It gives us courage. Courage is being put into us. When we are encouraged, we experience a kind of a can-do attitude. We become more positive and optimistic and creative and willing to take risks. And when not encouraged, we more often battle a defeatist attitude. We can feel negative and frustrated and insecure and a fear of failure. I wonder if there's anyone else who could do with some courage in their lives at the moment. In our reading, we come across this gentleman called Barnabas. This is a photo of him. Uh, nicknamed Son of Encouragement, as it says. He responded to the needs. Barnabas responded to the needs around him by selling a property and bringing the proceeds to the apostles 
to be used for the poor within the community. He not only talked about encouragement, but he did encouragement. And Barnabas pops up at various times throughout the book of Acts. He played a key role in bringing Paul, Apostle Paul, into ministry. As well as believing in John Mark, the disciples of, disciple of Jesus, when he struggled in his missionary work. And listen to this. Because Barnabas was such an encourager, Paul was able to go out and preach and plant churches and write 13 letters that found themselves into our Bibles. Also, through Barnabas' encouragement of Mark, we gain the second gospel. So Barnabas never wrote a letter that got into our Bibles, but he encouraged, significantly encouraged two people that wrote more than half of our New Testament. Your encouragement can make a significant impact on others. Of course, you may not want to sell your house, or maybe you do, to encourage uh, others. Um, but perhaps there's something else you can do. Perhaps even this morning. Giving someone something that will encourage them. Sharing a word of appreciation. Thank you. Thank you for the way you welcomed me this morning. Thank you for the last cup of coffee. Thank you for playing the guitar this morning. Thank you for... Let's choose to be encouragers this morning. Therefore, encourage one another, the Bible says, and build each other up. So God calls us to be encouraging of others as members of the body of Christ. And then lastly, being generous, being generous. When COVID came, when COVID came, Robin Poynton took the initiative to set up a Generous Martyrs WhatsApp group. The idea is that those on the group would be in, intentional in exploring, exploring ways of helping people both at the Martyrs and elsewhere with practical help and support. Although less active than previously because kind of we have moved beyond perhaps the, the, the COVID pandemic uh, as it was. Even today this group continues to respond to needs and looking just the other day at the most recent message and response. The message was, there is an urgent need for a laptop for a secondary student secondary school student in our congregation. Two hours later, the response was, I got one. Isn't that brilliant? You know, I'm humbled seeing the generosity among people here at the Martyrs, whether it's giving up loads of spare time to serve in various ministries and work, or donating to Baby Basics or local food bank, or providing flowers for church, or giving money for others to go on church holiday this summer, or hoovering the floor, or cleaning the church, and so much more. 
How are you expressing generosity in your life? I don't like upsetting people. Who does? I <laughs> heard that nice, <laughs> nice laughter there. Because uh, the reality as a vicar, as a leader, you know, I'm aware that at times I make decisions uh, about you know the way we worship, about styles, how we run different ministries, and various other events. And sometimes, you know, honestly, sometimes I think I make some good decisions. Sometimes. But at other times, I don't. I don't. And I do upset people. I guess we all do, don't we? Sometimes we get things right. We make some good decisions. Other times we don't as much. Being generous also means that it is okay to hold different views on certain issues. And here at the Martyrs, we do. We do. And also, it is fine, fine not to always get things right. Do you know that? It's fine not to get all things right. Here at the Martyrs, we want to be generous. We want to give space for each other to try things, even if they don't do as good a job as someone else. Martyrs need to be a learning, listen to this please, a learning, trying, experimenting, courageous community. And therefore we need to be generous in our attitudes to one another. We are not looking to be a slick church. We love people to take risks. We love even failures. It's okay. It's okay. We are a learning community. We want to give space. We want to be generous with one another. For each one of us to express our worship and our service in a way that is meaningful to us. And this is especially crucial as we continue to develop an intercultural and intergenerational worshipping community. God calls us to be generous in sharing what God has given us on the back of his generosity with us. Back in January, I'm going to finish with this. Back in January, I spoke, uh, we had a vision Sunday, and I spoke about courage, being courageous. As one of the things that sense God is speaking to us as a martyrs about for this year. I felt this is a word for me and for each one of us, being courageous. And I want to encourage us all to be courageous in being honest with our needs and challenges. Being courageous in uh, encouraging people around us. And being courageous in our generosity with one another. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all. Amen. And let me just say a short prayer.
Father God, we thank you that you are so committed to us. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your help as we continue to seek to build the community that you have called us to be. Father, I just pray that you would help us to risk being honest, to dare to be real, dare to be authentic, dare to put our hands up and say, this is, this is me. Lord, if we would respond to needs and challenges around us with encouragement, with appreciation, with gratefulness, that we would be intentionally looking for opportunity to come alongside and encourage each other. And Lord, if we would continue to be a generous community, yes, with our finances, yes, with our practical things, but with our words, with our attitudes. Help us, Lord, as we go on this journey. Give us courage, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.